0: Well, hello there and welcome to Moving Forward with Young Voices here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. Hey, we're pleased to welcome Jacob Puckett to the show. And Jacob, in addition to being a Young Voices contributor, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: Good afternoon, Brian. Great to be with you and your listeners. I am an energy policy analyst at the Show Me Institute in St. Louis, Missouri. So a lot of a lot of researching, a lot of writing on energy policy and then transportation as well.
0: Well, our listeners are going to notice that t- today's show is going to have uh, quite a focus on the budget issues in Washington, D.C. And specifically, you and I are going to talk about clean energy wins and woes in Biden's budget. And I got to be honest, this budget is so big, I don't even know where to begin. So walk us through the the energy considerations or the clean energy considerations in the budget. Is, Is this a pretty sizable part of what has been proposed in terms of federal spending?
1: Well, developing more clean energy is definitely uh, a focus and a priority for these bills. With with both the infrastructure bills being considered, there's clean energy aspects to both of them. And honestly, it's a mixed bag. You've got some policies that are good, and they focus on what's needed to get more clean energy onto the grid. And some of it, unfortunately, is not so good. And it would just be spending lots of money unnecessarily while ignoring the bigger picture of what's actually the problem. <laughs>
0: Now, unfortunately, I feel like that could apply to a lot of other areas of the budget. But since energy is something that that literally powers the economy, powers our lives and about everything that's good in our lives, I guess we need to pay close attention. Talk to me about uh, what is being proposed in terms of um, is, is there is there a major shift still away from fossil fuels? It seems like that's been kind of a common theme within the Biden administration.
1: Well, they've definitely put forward a lot of energy in trying to move the U.S. away from fossil fuels. Um, And and most of the new energy that's come online in the past five or so years has been renewable. So either wind or solar, uh, we're we're still several years away from large scale batteries coming online. But if, if you're looking at the new money in the game, it's going towards clean energy.
0: Okay. And is this clean energy that would happen without government help? I'm just the only reason I ask is because it seems like really good ideas seem to make their way into being because it just makes sense and it creates values and or value rather. And some people may get rich from it. But if they're providing value for others, I have no problem with that. It seems like government doesn't have nearly the same incentives, though, to keep it you know cost effective and actually providing value.
1: Right. Well, maybe 10 or 15 years ago. Uh, you, would need, you would have needed a lot more government intervention to get it going. But you know, that's in the past. We can't change the past. The situation we have now, there actually is a lot of private investment and private capital uh, moving towards clean energy. Just last year, so 2020, in the midst of the COVID pandemic and everything being shut down, there were records amount of dozens of billions of dollars invested in wind and solar energy not from government, but from private investors. So as as the appetite picks up, both for the general public and also for the corporate world, meeting their own commitments or deciding they want to start powering themselves as well, there's definitely plenty of private money uh, being played in this game too.
0: So what, what drives that? I mean, is, is there good money to be made? For instance, uh, I'll, I'll take wind turbines. I live out west, and I see wind turbines. Well, pretty much everywhere there's a you know handy place to put them because the wind is always blowing. Are they effective enough to meet the needs? I've heard I've heard it both ways. I've heard sometimes yes, sometimes no. What are your thoughts?
1: It's useful to a point, so you can go up to a certain point on the grid, so you can meet a certain amount of your energy needs from, say, in this case, wind, um, and, and 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 in that case. You are getting a lot of energy cheaply because you don't need to pay the wind to blow. It's it's going to it's going to spin your turbines for you. But you do run into larger reliability problems or things of that nature. But that's when you hit a certain point uh, on the uh, on the grid of how much of your energy is coming from wind. What about so right now? We, we can add more. Um, but, yeah, there, there are definitely other considerations to keep in mind, too.
0: What about nuclear power?
1: Is, that, nuclear
0: is it is, great. I, is Is it is it is it in the game? I'm just I, I don't know exactly where the Biden administration stands. Are, are they anti nuclear power? It seems like that's kind of been a, a favorite uh, trope of, of the left for, for a long time.
1: They're confused, so they're they're focusing too much on the old traditional nuclear power plants that you know most of us are used to. And honestly, there hasn't been a new large traditional nuclear power plant built in the United States and operating today in you know, probably 40 or 50 years. Wow. Yeah, so that's they're, they're dinosaurs in the nuclear game. They do generate a lot of new power, but clean power. But the exciting part are what's called small modular reactors. So basically, they're mini nuclear power plants. They don't, they're not going to generate as much electricity as a large power plant but they're still as reliable just as clean and they're more flexible so say if if you're building a new town or you've got a new um industrial center coming to your part of town and they're going to need a lot more power than you have right now you could put a small modular nuclear reactor uh near one of those and if and if say the town grows or there's more uh, economic growth there you could put another one so they have sort of a, a stacking ability that you don't have with the old traditional nuclear power plants. And the good thing is when when Joe Biden was running as a candidate last year, he he acknowledged that, you know, they could cut red tape and speed up the process for getting these small nuclear reactors to market. So the good thing is it seems they're aware uh, of this new technology, but I don't think they're doing enough to actually focus on bringing it to market.
0: Talk to us about uh, energy efficiency upgrades. And and this can this can cover a lot of territory. I mean, for crying out loud, uh, look at what's required just in the manufacture of cars. You know, they have, to have, they have to have this good of gas mileage in order to be, you know, OK to, to manufacture. What are some of the places where we're seeing calls for greater energy efficiency uh, as far as, as the Biden administration's budgeting?
1: So, energy efficiency as a concept is great. If you can save your own money by having more efficient appliances, that's fantastic. And and if it works, it works. Put your own money towards it. But the problem you run into is a lot of these major government-sponsored programs routinely overpromise and underdeliver. Doesn't matter if it's cash for clunkers, or the new weatherization program that they're looking to put billions of dollars into. These programs routinely will pay. Or they end up costing twice as much as the amount of energy that's saved. So you're looking at two-two-to-one ratio the wrong way. And, and lowering household electricity costs is fantastic. It's a noble goal. But if you want to do that, you should be focusing on policies to make the electricity itself cheaper, not shelling out a bunch of money for expensive appliance upgrades. Can
0: you give me any examples of what uh, what kind of policies could help lower the cost of electricity? I'm just, I'm just curious where, where that would come in.
1: So some states operate uh, on a monopoly basis with their utilities. One supplier, no customers have any other options. 13 states and the District of Columbia allow customers to choose between competing providers. So you get the free market benefit of competition with these providers. And over the past 15 or 14 years, those states have... Lower electricity prices on average by 16%. Whereas with monopolized states, they go they've gone up over the same time frame about four percent. And and both of those take into account inflation. So if, if you live in a competitive state, you're saving money by having your electricity providers compete with each other. And if you live in a monopolized state <laughs> Tough luck. You got nowhere right. else to go. <laughs> uh,
0: talk to me about uh, the clean energy payment program. What is it, and uh, and how does how is it supposed to work?
1: So this is the centerpiece of Biden's energy proposals. Essentially, it's going to pay money to utilities that generate more clean energy, and tax the utilities that don't. But the problem, and this ties in great with what we we're talking about with monopolies and competition, is that this program would end up subsidizing monopolies that stifle competition. And, of course, if you're a monopoly, you don't have the same incentive to innovate and to reduce costs that a competitive supplier would. And like we talked about before, there's plenty of private capital willing to go towards new wind farms and new solar farms. You don't need to be subsidizing these anti-competitive regulatory machines and monopolies to bring more clean energy on board. We got about and, and honestly... Yeah. Okay.
0: We got about one minute left. Just one sure. qu- one quick follow up on, on what you were just talking about. What's the lobbying power of those that have the the monopolies right now? Um, are they are they pretty safe from competition or, and and those barriers to keep you know these upstarts from coming in and and taking part of their market share?
1: Massive lobbying power. And it might surprise might surprise you to learn that most uh, red red states politically are monopolized. So despite all the other competition benefits that conservative politicians will support, for some reason, they've been late to the game with bringing competition to um, the electricity market.
0: Okay, we are talking with Jacob Puckett. He is an energy policy analyst and associate contributor for Young Voices. Jacob, where can people encounter your work? Where can they find it?
1: So Right now, I work at the Show Me Institute. You can go to showmeinstitute.org or the old-fashioned way. uh, You can Google my name and just type Jacob Puckett Clean Energy, and you'll see a number of articles come up.
0: Thank you for shedding light on this subject, and I hope we talk again soon.
1: Thanks, Brian.